Do you want to live freely and lightly in your purpose and passion? More than ever, we need to learn to live in rhythms that help move us forward. Welcome to the Exhale Podcast. This is Holly Newton, founder of Exhale Women, and I am your host. I have invited three co-hosts, Annalise Lillard, Annette Yanez, and Cassie Cooper to join me here for season three. We need God's rhythms of grace to live in His strength. What He builds, He sustains. We can't do it without Him. We are talking about wisdom and prayer here in season three. You know, scripture tells us that true wisdom comes from God. It's not measured in degrees or accomplishments. It doesn't come from a formula we create, but it only comes from the one who created us. We're called to keep our eyes on Jesus, the source and perfecter of our faith. There are no shortcuts to wisdom, but the pursuit of God's truth has rich rewards. I pray that as we embark on this season three, that we would become increasingly aware of how priceless a treasure wisdom really is. We have some incredible guests lined up, and we can't wait to share these conversations with you. Welcome to the Exhale Podcast, season three. Welcome back to the Exhale Podcast. This is Holly Newton, your host, here with Cassie Cooper and Annette Yanez, the co-hosts. In season three, we're talking about wisdom and prayer. And today I'm so excited to have Amy Parsley with us on the show. I've been waiting many, many weeks to have her here, and she's um, going to bring some great wisdom and encouragement. First of all, I want to share a little bit of formality about Amy. Amy is passionate about women supporting each other, encouraging them to lift each other up, to function in their giftedness, and to embrace their identity in Christ. Amy founded Day One, a ministry that partners with local organizations to serve women in emotional crisis or escaping abusive situations. Day One hosts intimate events that give women dignity and strength with practical items for a new beginning that makes the outside as beautiful as the inside. Amy leads One Chapel alongside her husband, Ross Parsley, and together they have been committed to creating a family of neighborhood churches for over 10 years. With five kids and one granddaughter, she is never happier than when the whole family is all together. Amy enjoys people, eating out, vacations, Scrabble, and HGTV. She can't stand complaining, sports, mean people, and any kind of injustice. Amy graduated from Oral Roberts University with a degree in psychology and a minor in music. Amy, welcome to the Excel podcast. We're so uh, thrilled to have you as a part today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I feel very honored to be here talking about Jesus in the scripture with all you wonderful women. So I'm so honored to be here. Thank you. Well, um, thank you. And not only are you a friend, but you are um, a pastor in our church. You, you lead our women and uh, You've been such a blessing in my life, and I know the lives of Cassie and Annette as well. Mm-hmm. Um, really excited to dive into this. So let's just get going. Um, can you just start off by telling us how Scripture has impacted your life, how how keeping it at the forefront has impacted your life? Yeah, well, I was just so excited about this topic. Um, I, I think it's about wisdom and prayer and like abiding in Jesus. And um, I think the thing that ties those three things together and is the foundation for those three things um, are the scriptures. And mm-hmm. I, I feel like in the church today, maybe um, we've gotten a little bit away from really um, digging into scripture and hanging on to scripture, like in prayer when we're praying. And, you know, I feel like um, the scripture is the word of God. 
we have God's words spoken to us. And sometimes I think as we're Christians and we live our, we live our lives, we um, get a little bit more mature down the road. We kind of forget just the basics, just the foundations of, of what has grounded us and what our faith is really about. And so um, I feel like Jesus calling me back to my roots at, during this time. And I say that because I grew up in a home where um, my parents, they went to, they went to Rama for a year. And um, then we went and planted a church in Texas, New Braunfels, Texas. And um, growing up probably from middle school through high, through high school, the main um, topic of conversation in our house was Jesus and the word. I always heard my mom and dad say, when we were having conversation, I was having trouble with friends or in my life. They'd, they'd say, well, Amy, you know what the word says. This is what the word says. And we're going to pray about that. And we're going to get a scripture. And this is what the word says. And I remember one day driving down the road thinking, I wish my family would just talk normal and stop saying all the time. This is what the word says. I just want to talk about things. And um, but now looking back at that now today, I'm like, I'm so blessed to have that heritage of my mom and dad showing me what it means to really dig in the scriptures and to stand on the scriptures and get that in your heart and, um, and pray, pray through the scripture. So I feel like I'm in a season where Jesus is just leading me back to really, um, digging into the scriptures and grabbing onto them to, um, to help me in life. And, you know, there are, uh, during this time in our country, even, I feel like it's, it's so important right now to know the truth. You know, there's this thing out there that says, oh, I want to share I want to share my truth or that is my truth. And I really hate that. Do you guys hate that when you hear somebody who says, well, I'm going to share yeah. my truth. Really, you're sharing your story, your perspective. And so it's so important for us as believers to know what the truth is. And the truth is found in the scriptures. I think that's so good. And that's such a, a rich legacy that you have with your family. And that's something that I can relate to as well, having the you know, the opportunity to grow up in a home that really values the word and values scripture. And um, I loved the words that you used right when you started talking about abiding in scripture and, you know, that idea of resting in scripture. And those are really slow paced words. Like they're not, you know, quick snacks or quick, you know, like that's, that's diving in and abiding and remaining in scripture. And I think there's a consistency that you've, you've talked about a little bit and it can't just be a quick, you know, two minutes in the word once a week, that's not going to sustain us in our spiritual life. Just like a little snack once a week, isn't going to sustain us in our physical life. So what are things or what are, I don't know if tips is quite the right word, but suggestions or encouragements even for consistency in scripture. Cause I know that that's something that can be difficult for people. Sometimes it's finding that time or, really even finding the, like the joy in that time. Right. Well, I feel like, you know, I think we kind of go through seasons, you know, relationships go through seasons and periods of time where you're, you know, you're working really hard at something and then you're resting for a while or some things just kind of become mundane, but yet you have to do them anyway. And I think that's kind of like our walk with Jesus. You know, it is a real living walk with him. And um, I think, I think some tips are that there's a book that I really love called um, the me I want to be 
I think that's what it's called, The Me I Want to Be by John Ortberg. And he talks a lot in there about how different everyone is wired. We are not all wired Mm -hmm. the same. Some people can get up at five o'clock in the morning and spend their hour with Jesus, reading their Bible and praying for an hour. And they're great. Some people can't do that. I I can't do that. I'm not a get up at five o'clock in the morning and read my Bible kind of girl. Mm -hmm. That's too early for me. Um, Some people connect with Jesus through nature. They go and they walk outside and that's their quiet time. And they really can listen to the word and listen to worship songs and spend their time with Jesus. You know, it, it's not spending time with Jesus and getting the scriptures in you. It's not like a cookie cutter prescription Mm -hmm. for everyone. Everyone is wired differently. Um, And so I think that's good to remember. You don't have to do it like um, your best friend who wakes up at five in the morning or who um, does it at, you know, 10 o'clock at night for an hour, you can have, you know, 30 minutes in the morning, 30 minutes afternoon, 30 minutes at night and to spend time with Jesus. But I think also um, what I want to say about that is it's not how much you read of the scriptures. Like we're all about, Hey, I read my two, I'd read my two chapters today. So now I'm good. I think what is more to, to us to grow as believers and to get the scriptures inside us is to take short, um, like one or two scriptures and meditate on them throughout the day. Mm -hmm. That's how really we get the word of God inside us. You know, the scripture says to meditate on his word day and night and meditate means that you're thinking of those scriptures. You're thinking of that one or two scriptures in the day and you're just thinking about them all day long. They're on your mind instead of, as you said, oh, I'm going to get my two chapters read really quick so I can mark that off my list. No, it's having a scripture to every day that you're thinking about, you're meditating on. It's a, it's a slow simmer all throughout the day. And that's how we get things in us. It's not this quick, oh, did my, did my thing for the day, my scripture reading. No, it's about getting a scripture to every day and just letting it live in you. And I think one of my favorite scriptures is John 15, seven. And this is what Jesus has been kind of working in me um, the past few weeks. And it says, you know, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you can ask for anything you want and it shall be done for you. And I love, there's two words that they use there. It's remain and abide. And I just, I like what those two words bring to us. Abide is like we're living, we're dwelling, we're dwelling with the scriptures, we're dwelling in Jesus. And also there's something about the word remain. It's like I'm staying. I'm tempted to get out, you know, sometimes as we go along in our day and we have to do just normal everyday things, but we can always remain in Jesus when we focus back on Jesus. You know what I'm saying? It's like, He's been speaking to me, Amy, remain. And no matter what is going on in your world, like like right now we're having lots of difficulty getting in this building that we've been wanting to get into. And there's been other things happening in the church. There's been things happening in our family that have been really difficult. And the Lord has been whispering to me, remain, remain. Because I've been tempted to go and freak out a couple of times, just emotionally, just freak out. And the Lord has been bringing this one, this one scripture, one or two scriptures back that I've been go that I've been keeping in my mind. And it's, he's just been saying remain. And so it pulls me back into his perspective and his peace. 
And I just, I just love that. If we remain in him and his words, his words, the scripture remain in us, then we can ask for anything and it will be done for us. And our ask will line up with his desires when we remain in him. So I said all that to say, it's really not about the amount of scripture you read every day. It's about, it's about having one or two scriptures that you can really get down in your soul and they come mm-hmm. alive in you. I That's- love that. Yeah. That is such an amazing uh, piece of practical advice and wisdom because I think, you know, a lot of believers in our Western world were so driven by the list and the check mark, and God just invites us into his presence. You know, he, and, and it's, it's a relationship, it's a journey. And I love that. Um, so I hope if you're listening today and you're having trouble getting into this rhythm that you will just take this advice, you know, find one or two scriptures to just go deep in and let the Holy Spirit speak to you. Um, I find like when I'm reading, I don't have a specific way I do things, <laughs> Um, but I'll just go where I feel led and drawn. And um, these days, uh, sometimes it's different, but I find that um, like the Lord guides me as I read, if that makes sense. And things come off the page. And once I feel like I'm, I'm filled up, I'm like, okay, I need to sit here with this. Then I just kind of stop and, right. you know, wait till the next day or whatever. And I, for me, that's been some of the most profound um, moments with the Lord and teachings and guidance um, that he's given me is just with one or two scriptures, letting it really go deep and become part of me, um, if that makes sense. So I love that you just shared that. Well, And bringing the Holy Spirit, you know, I think the Holy Spirit and the word, they go hand in hand. I was talking to my mom, we were talking about this the other day, and she was like, um, she remembered this story, somebody told her, and they said, um, now, Karen, if you would, ask, it's kind of silly. It sounds kind of silly, but if you ask a bird, which wing that they would, they need to keep their one that they didn't have to have and one wing that they need to keep, which one would they have to keep to survive? And you're like, well, a bird can't fly with only one wing. You know, it has to have both wings. Um, that one, one can't do the job without the other one. So we need the scriptures and we need the Holy spirit because the Holy spirit is what bring the scriptures alive to us. And I just thought that was good imagery to picture this bird, you know, like, do I say, does the bird say I don't need my left wing or my right wing? No, he has to have both. So when we're reading the scripture, it is very important. Like you said, Holly, to invite the Holy spirit into your time And what I do every morning, and I think everybody needs to do this. This is easy. Just start out every morning with just inviting the Holy Spirit into your day and saying, I surrender to you, Holy Spirit. There's a lot of times in the morning when I'm not, I'm not, not a morning person. Like I don't like to wake up early. I like to sleep in. I'm a sleeper inner, but, um, but when I get up in the morning, I'm not mad. You know, I'm not angry that I have to be up. But every morning when I get up, like, oh, Jesus, I have to get up again. I'm so tired, you know, and I, I talk to him right away, but I invite him into my day. And I just say, Holy Spirit, thank you that I have another day. I invite you into this day, surrender my life to you. 
And I look forward to this day with you. Even if I'm not looking forward to the day, I just say, I'm tired, but you know what? I'm so grateful for you. And I look forward to this day. And so just invite him in. And when you're reading the scriptures, every time you sit down to read the scriptures, invite him in to the time with you, because he's the one who is our helper, who is our advocate, who brings the scriptures to life for us. And we really have to have that um, active and living relationship with the Holy Spirit because it helps bring the scriptures to life in our lives. That is so true and so good. Um, And we've actually talked about this for a couple episodes so far this season about how important it is to invite the Holy Spirit. And um, I think it's just that simple. Like you just explained it, isn't it? Like for maybe for someone that's listening that really doesn't understand the role of the Holy Spirit or um, has had, you know, an experience where it looked and felt weird. It's really that simple, isn't it? Like, it is that simple. <laughs> we try to make, I think a lot of things about scripture are simple and we try to make it really hard <laughs> for some reason, or actually the principles of scripture are simple, but sometimes they are hard to walk out. You know, like the answers are like simple. They're right there in front of us, but they are hard to walk out sometimes. But spending time with Jesus is simple because it is just about asking and acknowledging acknowledging that he's with you and ask, inviting him into your day and asking him into your day. And he's, and he's really there. You know, he says that he will never leave us or forsake us, that he's with us all the time. And the scriptures are true. They, they do not lie. They're the actual words of God. And so he's, he means what he says, doesn't he? Yeah, he sure does. And you and Ross have lived that out in your family and, I just admire how steady you are. Um, You guys have navigated how many years of ministry, Amy? Uh, 20 plus. (laughs) 20 plus, probably coming up on, not married, no, it's 22, I'm 51. So what is that? Almost, almost 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. And you still smile and you still look young and you. Thanks, Holly. I'll take that <laughs> no, but it's the joy of the Lord. And so you really live it out. Um, I just love that. Yeah. And I just love this conversation so far. Um, just real quick. We had a situation um, last week with extended family that, you know, it was, it was a little bit shocking and um, it was, it was hard, but taking uh, what you're saying into account and just thinking while you're talking, how the Lord has shown me it's with his Holy spirit and it's with his word that transforms us, whether or not the circumstances around us change. And so I remember being really sad for this situation. And, you know, around me, um, it looked like something of the past. And the enemy, you know how he comes and he chatters and he tries to discourage you and distract you. And I'm like, you know, I'm just going to sit with the Lord for a minute and feel and talk to him. And you know, after I did that, I just, I was just like, okay, Holy Spirit, you know, what do we do? <laughs> what, what do you want us to do now? And, and he, he showed me and told me, it's like, you know, it reveals the truth, right? And the truth drowns out the lies of the enemy. And there's nothing yeah. in our natural selves or knowledge that can change us, like the power of the scripture, God's word, his presence, and the Holy Spirit. And can I tell you, like in an instant, not an instant, but as our household 
woke up, there was a difference, a radical difference. And it's because sometimes we have to, we have to do something different than we've done before. Right. So I got up, I worshiped by myself and I was like, no, I refuse that lie. And I accept this truth and Holy spirit, would you comfort, would you surround us? And um, it wasn't, it, it wasn't weird. It wasn't anything like I did or said it was simple. And his presence filled the room. It shifted things inside of our hearts so that we could handle with wisdom what was in front of us, if that makes sense. And so all of your, all of what you're saying, like, I feel like I just walked through again, you know, and um, 15 years ago, it would have looked different. I may have crumbled, you know, but this time like, no, I have this strength to stand on and it's scripture. There's no shortcut. I love that. There is no shortcut. There is no shortcut for an intimate relationship with Jesus. There is no shortcut to getting the scripture inside you. You know, we, that's all we want these days is, you know, we have fast food, everything. We want the the short way to get there. We want the quick answer, but, but to uh, having a faith-filled life in Jesus, it does, it does take time to get to get the scriptures down inside of you and to get that truth in you and to get that truth to be more real than the truth around than than what's happening around you. You know what I'm saying? So that, I mean, and that's really, really takes a lot of meditating and, and focusing your mind back on the scripture and what Jesus says. And um, you know, the enemy always comes in with half truths, And did God really say, because he wants you to question God. He wants you to question the scriptures and he is wants to deceive you. And so um, I just love that, you know, we're talking about the subject and talking about getting the scriptures inside of you. And, you know, um, what I love about praying the scriptures, because I think it's so important to pray the scriptures, praying the scriptures over your situation, like you were talking about, Holly, is agreeing with God's word. It is so powerful. And then when you pull a friend into that too, you know, there's power in agreement. The scripture says in Matthew um, 18, 19, and 20, it talks about when two are uh, agreeing together in prayer, you can ask for anything and the father will do it for you. And there he is in your midst. It's like when, when two or more are agreeing together. So you grab a girlfriend, you're going through something in your life. You grab a girlfriend to agree in prayer with you and you grab the scriptures and the two of you praying together, agreeing together, agreeing together in the scriptures. There is nothing more powerful than that. That is, and that is why we need the body of Christ and the family of God is to come alongside us when we're having hard times and agree together with us in prayer and pray the scriptures over each other. Because if you if you want an effective prayer life, what what you need to do is is pray the scriptures. Is and I'm so grateful for Google. We can Google scriptures for anything. We, you you're going through a hard day. You you Google. times that I grab onto the word and I'm praying the word over my family and over our situations, the times that I really do that are the times in my life where I've seen the Lord work 
um, incredible things. It's just, it just happens when you agree with his word. You know, what I, I find interesting hearing you say that is, I've kind of, I feel like some of this has been part of this season or these months, days. And I've gone back to a lot of kind of the foundation scriptures, you know, Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that one has just, I was going to say, rock my world in such a good way of lean not on my understanding because I've done life kind of through my, my thoughts. Well, I do know if I do this or that, the Bible says, right? But it's still on my understanding. And when I've gone now into Holy Spirit, I actually don't understand. But would you help me because the situation feels heavy? Or um, I think it's in Galatians, right? He says he will enlighten our understanding. Mm-hmm. And just to kind of, kind of understand that we don't have to come already knowing scripture. We could even, you know, I think one of my things I'll, I'll just say, you know, I know it's in the Bible, God, it is your word. You know, you've said to trust you or um, so just kind of putting that before, like not, not just relying on our emotions or negative thoughts. I mean, there could be negative and positive, but why not grab the positive, whether our situation is good or bad. Um, and it just feels like that, that anchor right. just kind of pulls us together in, you know, I've, I've been in, and I feel like I've had like, as a mom, there's been some moments where I'm like, Ooh, I do not know, Lord. I just do not know. How are we going to do this? But you said that you would direct my steps. So would, you know, Holy Spirit, would you direct my steps? Because I don't know. Um, and I remember something Pastor Ross said recently. He just kind of talked about some of those verses that kind of pop up from maybe when we were younger. Those are kind of the ones the Holy Spirit is probably talking to us. And I started going back to my Awana days. And I'm like, oh, I remember that verse. And I remember that verse. And that goes back to that meditation, right? We memorize. Yeah, sure. I memorized because I wanted to like be at the top with my little <laughs> uh, what is right. it, sticker or whatever it was on yeah, the star. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so this idea of those verses that are tucked inside of us, um, how would you explain kind of as we're meditating and when they start coming out, you know, just how to apply. I mean, I know we've been talking about applying it over our situations, but, you know, in between adding the word prayer, remaining in that, mm-hmm. you know, how do we continue to, to continue to move forward? Um, well, I think, what do you mean continue to move forward? Not just to be satisfied with, okay, I, I did. Those verses are in me. I can recite them. I'm praying them. I guess how to move forward and continuing our hunger for more of the word of God. Um, I think what we do, what, what a good thing to do that I'm, I'm doing is I'm just asking every day, Lord, give me a hunger and thirst for your word. Because there have been times I've had it. There have been times I haven't had it. And I think as I'm getting older, I'm realizing um, the importance of asking God for that every day, for asking him to give me a deep hunger and thirst for his words. And I think it's, um, 
I think it's also, you know, just, just, it's kind of a discipline. I know we don't like to use the word discipline, but I think being disciplined is really helpful. You know, uh, there's a Simon Sinek quote that I, that I love. It's one of my favorites. And it says that um, intensity can never replace consistency. So there are times in our lives where we have this very intense moment with Jesus. We have this encounter with Jesus. And, um, and some of us just, sometimes I just will live there, live off of that for like maybe two or three weeks. But if I don't, but if I don't keep a consistent walk with him through that, it, it, it doesn't last. There's been no lasting change in my life. It just was a great encounter with the Lord, but it really didn't transform me. So I think in order to have transform, true transformation in our lives, you know, consistency is the key. And so um, it's hard. I think being consistent is the hardest thing in the world for me. And I think for most people. And parenting, consistency is the key. It's really hard to be consistent when you're tired and you just don't want to be consistent anymore, you know, and things aren't going right in life. You don't want to be consistent. You're too tired to get up and read your Bible. Sometimes, sometimes it's exhausting when I think of having to spend time with Jesus sometimes because I don't want to do that. I just want to go watch HGTV and do something mindless. Just want to be mindless, you know? And that doesn't produce anything. Just let me tell you. <laughs> Although I do like HGV, HGTV, but it doesn't produce anything for me. And so I think just doing what you know to do, um, choosing to operate in the, in the opposite spirit, not giving in to like, oh, I just don't want to do this today. But then knowing that this is what I need to do today. And, you know, we're not, we're not perfect. None of us, none of us are perfectly consistently, or maybe some of us are, I'm not, you know, disciplined to where we're just in the, in the scriptures at five o'clock every day in the morning. And we're doing that for an hour. Some people are, and I wish I was like that, but I'm not. Um, so I, I, I think just praying that prayer of Jesus, help me have a hunger and thirst for your word, knowing, knowing that consistency does produce really wonderful results in our lives. You know, just being mindful of that, I think helps us to move forward. And then I also think asking um, a friend to help you be accountable too. Mm -hmm. I think, I think we don't do that enough. I think we don't rely on our friends and relationships to help us be consistent in our walk with Jesus. And I think that's something that we need to do is like, Hey, get that, get that friend, that heart friend or two, three friends and say, Hey, can you text me every day just to make sure that I am, you know, doing what I need to do to have a thriving, healthy relationship with Jesus? Because that's what we all want, right? It's not about rules and regulations. Yeah. It's about, um, we know that spending time with Jesus is good for us and the thing that will help transform our lives and the thing that we need in our lives. So it's not about rules, but it's about having friends help us be accountable to do the things we need to do to enrich our souls. You know, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Does that make sense? And I think we don't do that enough. No, I think that's such a good reminder. And just that, that place of consistency. And even like you said earlier, that it, it doesn't have to look the same for everybody. You know, for some people it's, it is getting up at 5am and Lord bless those people. I'm not one of those people, 
And for some people, it is taking a walk or, you know, doing something creative with their hands or even sitting, you know, with a friend at a coffee shop talking about the Lord and growing deeper together. Um, but it's out of that place of consistency, like the, the fruits that come from that are wisdom, are a rich prayer life, are, you know, that um, that hunger and that desire even, you know, the more that we're fed with that, the more that we hunger for that um, relationship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I think that's such a good point and just an encouraging point too, that, um, you know, relationship does ebb and flow. And it's that place where we get to ask the Holy Spirit, help me hunger for that. And then out of that hunger and out of that place of intimacy, come wisdom, come a rich prayer life, come that deeper relationship. So I just, I, I just don't really have a question more as much as I just wanted to really highlight that. Cause I thought that was such, such a good point of consistency. Yeah. And, and going back to the, you know, friendship thing, we as women, we really do need each other. Um, and so I think it's just good to think about the friends that you have in your lives and kind of think about your relationships and making sure you do have friendships that challenge you in your walk with Jesus. You know, I believe that, that friendships are supposed to help us grow and mature in the Lord. And so if you don't have those friendships, I think it's good to ask Jesus, who can be that friend in my life who I can grow in you with Jesus and to make it a priority when you get together with those women to talk about, to talk about the scriptures. It's so fun to talk about the scriptures, isn't it? I mean, I was so excited to come and talk to you ladies about the scriptures and what Jesus is doing in my heart. And that's one of the main ways that we grow is that we challenge one another and we talk about the scriptures. And so if you're, you know, friendships are supposed to be fun. Talking about the scriptures is fun to me, but you know, we're supposed to have fun and do fun things together and talk about clothes and makeup. I love all that stuff and movies. And, but just to, just to challenge everyone to make sure that your friendships are, um, are encouraging you to grow in your relationship with Jesus. Cause that's, that's what really they're mainly for, I, I think. And it's something that we don't utilize enough and it helps us to be consistent. That's really good, Amy, and so wise. And it makes me think we need to have an, another episode with you on it and let's talk about friendships. <laughs> it's something It's something that, you know, actually isn't talked about enough. And then what is the goal of friendships and how do you be a good friend and, and what is God's design for that? And and being in healthy relationships is things I'm just thinking about as you're talking, but that's really wise. And I love that encouragement. I'm going to take that one to heart myself. (laughs) And, you know, because sometimes we get in our own world and especially, I don't know me, I'll I'll just say to myself and then I'm like, Oh, I haven't really talked to anybody lately. You know, that's just, these days um, when, you know, we're working from home or whatever we're doing. Um, I love, I'm just so grateful um, that you're sharing with us. I have a couple more questions if you don't mind. Uh, So Proverbs eight, this is where the Lord really um, showed me about season three is like, let's get back to the basics. Let's talk about prayer and finding wisdom. Um, And I've been, you know, it began actually in season one, I think, one day after we had done an interview, I was sharing with the girls that I was like, the Lord's really asking me to ask the question and get the answer from him on what is success. Mm -hmm. And um, like, how do I know 
you know, Lord, that you're pleased? Or how do I know that we're achieving certain things? And it all comes down to prayer and finding wisdom. And, and Proverbs 8 says, you know, if you find wisdom, you, ha- you find life. But we can't find wisdom wisdom if we're not spending time with the Lord, right? And so it all just ties together. Um, well, and if you find wisdom, it says, uh, those who find wisdom are full of joy. I think it's Proverbs uh, 8, 8.32, with wisdom brings joy. Oh, like, yeah. You don't usually associate wisdom with joy. You usually associate wisdom with, you know, intelligence or right. smart or, you know, just... Um, having all the right answers, but wisdom yeah. brings joy. I, and I thought that was an interesting thing. Yeah. Proverbs. So true. I love that whole chapter because it does, it shares all of the benefits of finding wisdom. And, mm-hmm. you know, I do think many th- associate wisdom with knowledge and accomplishment, but that's not what the Lord's talking about here. He's talking about finding his wisdom, his life. So I guess if we find his life, we have his joy, right? <laughs> that sustains us and gives us strength and gives us eyes to see, um, you know, things that we wouldn't see otherwise. So I guess my question to you is you've navigated 30 plus years in ministry. You're raising a beautiful family, a rich legacy. Um, How did you learn to find wisdom and strengthen the Lord. I mean, I know you shared at the beginning that you have that foundation. Right. So do you accredit it to that foundation or um, how have you and Ross learned along the way? Ha- has it made a difference in how you've navigated turns in your lives and next steps? I think that um, really, I do credit a lot of who I am and my love for Jesus and the scriptures to my parents, to their example. I really, I really do. Um, I feel fortunate and so blessed to be able to have had, and my mom, my mom's still living. I still have my mom. My dad passed away several years ago, but um, I'm so fortunate to have had the um, example of what a godly man and a godly woman looks like and their love for Jesus and how they treated people and how they um, lived out their walk with Jesus every day was a huge, had a huge impact on me. Um, I would wake up in the morning and a lot of times I'd hear my dad praying in the other room because we had a teeny tiny house. And so his, so their room was like right next door, um, but he, or his office, he'd go in his office and he'd be praying and he'd been praying in tongues. He has his prayer language. And I would hear that every morning. And then I'd walk in, some days after school with my mom sitting in her chair with her auto harp. I don't know if you know what an auto harp is, but it's like a little personal harp thingy. You hold and you press the buttons. Anyway, she would be playing her auto harp and worshiping and have her Bible open. And so I just have those memories of those things just really um, in my, just uh, burned into my brain. And um, I'm so grateful for that, but you so I was fortunate for that. So I do think that shaped and molded how I saw Jesus and how I saw the scriptures. And um, I, I saw them act a walk out the scriptures, even when they didn't feel like it. So I saw modeled a love for Jesus um, that was not uh, contingent upon how they felt, but what they believed. 
And so I think that's, that's so important. And I, I think that was the main thing I got from their lives is that it's like, it doesn't matter what I'm feeling like or how angry I am or how hurt I feel or, or any of that. It's like, what, what I need to, what I need in that moment is what the scriptures tell me. And I need to act on what the scriptures tell me, because that's where I will find life. That's where I will find healing. That's where I will find joy. And so um, I'm grateful that I had that heritage that they showed me where I needed to go in times of trouble. And it was to Jesus and it was to the scriptures. They modeled that for me. Um, And I think that's what we as believers need to model for people in in the world. You know, really people who are non-believers, they're watching us. And it's, it's easy to love Jesus and to be happy when things are good. But when things are hard and things are bad, that's really when they're watching you to see what's going to come out of you, you know, and that's really when we need to have the scriptures deep down in, in us that we are not living in our emotions, but we are living the truth of what we know that no matter what happens in our lives, that God is enough for me and that he will work all things together for my good because he promises that in scriptures. So if that is true, then I know I'm going to be okay no matter what happens in my life. Then I can choose joy no matter what happens in my life because that scripture, I'm standing on that and that's true. And that's truth to me. Um, and again, there's there aren't any shortcuts to having a life like that. It's time and consistency. I, I wish I could tell people, this is a shortcut. These are the three steps you need to do and you can do it and then you'll be fine. But that's not how this life with Jesus works because it's a relationship. Wow. That is so good. (laughs) I'm taking notes and we'll be replaying. This is really so good and so encouraging. Um, And I just want to say like your example of having that foundation um, in your life is Mm -hmm. such a beautiful testimony. I think I want to say to the women out there who are pursuing God, who are raising a family, who are navigating and and trying to just stay in the presence of the Lord abiding, like keep on because the the fruit will be worth it, even when you don't see it right now. And so, you know, I can look at your life and I can see the fruit of that. And so for women that, you know, need to be encouraged, just stay in it. Um, keep abiding, uh, remain, like you said, Amy, um, just keep on, even if you don't see the fruit, it will come. And to those who don't have that foundation, I think they can also, you know, be inspired, you know, like you shared, you know, about your parents, like you, you knew from watching that if you just remain in God, that he's going to be faithful. And so even if you're listening and you really don't understand the importance of prayer or you think it's boring or you think it's not necessary, it is actually the key to life with Jesus on this earth, right? So beautiful. Thank you for sharing those amazing nuggets and words (laughs) of wisdom that, you know, is practical, but it's also just, it comes from a deep well. And so I appreciate you taking the time. Before we close, I just want to ask you, is, is there anything else in your heart stirring that we haven't talked about today that you want to share? Well, I think what I want to say uh, is that if you want to get off 
the roller co coaster of emotions. Um, the way to do that is remaining in Jesus and having the scriptures remain in you. You know, do you know what I mean by the roller coaster of emotions? Oh, when things are going good, oh, Jesus is good and things are going bad. Oh, Lord, I don't know what, I don't know what's happening. I don't know where, where are you, Jesus? Where are you here? Yeah. Are you not? Or, I don't know what I'm going to do. And yeah. then something good happens. Oh, Jesus, everything's great. And then, oh, no, this happened again. So, I mean, I've lived like that. Have you guys lived like that? I've lived like that. Yeah, there's definitely been times that I do hear what you're saying, um, that we don't have to live fickle and according right. to our emotions, because they change right. every day. <laughs> and, you know, Jesus wants to hear every every emotion that you have. He, he knows what you're feeling. The Psalms are full of David pouring his heart out to God, saying how horrible life is. But he always comes around, back around to, he always ends up saying, but you, God, are my hope. It's you I put my trust in. And so, um, so, so I, I want to encourage people that you don't have to live on the roller coaster of emotions because Jesus came to set us free from that. And if you will make the decision to take the time to get the word of God in you and you remain, you let those words live for joy and peace and life are found. Yeah, that reminds me when you said going back to, the, uh, going back to basics. And I went to Bible school in my twenties, you know, they always told us, put the scriptures in your car or on your mirror. But lately I've been putting Psalms 55, 22, I think it is right where cast all my cares on you and you will sustain me. So I have it on my dashboard and I feel like there's those moments where I walk out of my car. Cause I'm like, I do not know what's about to happen. You know, it's kind of going through things and I walk out of the car, deep breath, you will sustain me. I'm casting this next meeting or I'm casting this thing with my kids or husband, or I'm just, I'm going to cast this on you because you will sustain me. But I say that just to say, right. Like even put it on your dashboard, put it yes. in front of you. Beth Moore tells a story when she was trying to get out of the pit of all the abuse that had happened to her and everything in her life. Um, she tells a story of, she would write down scriptures on, on little what, three by five cards. And she has them in her purse and she'd be going to the grocery store, grocery shopping, and the enemy would bring up her past or lies in her head that she wasn't good enough. She was this or she was that. And she would look in her purse and she'd get out that scripture to um, co combat that lie of the enemy. And like she's fearfully and wonderfully made. She's a daughter of the king. And she would remind herself who she is, the truth, the truth of who she is in Jesus and in the grocery store, she'd whip it out of her purse on a three by five card. And I just think that's what it takes sometimes to get the word of God in us. And it's so worth it. It's so worth it. Now we can be vulnerable at the grocery store, huh? Yes. Yes. Everywhere. Put put scripture all over your house, on your mirror. You can write it on your mirror. Um, and I, I think I'm going to do that. I'm going to write just the word remain. Just to remind me every morning, remain in him. Keep your mind focused on Jesus and remain in him today so that I don't live in the roller coaster of emotion. Anyway. So good. So good. Thank you so much for sharing your heart. And uh, we'll definitely have you back on. I want to talk about friendships and Jesus. I would and love that. <laughs> let's do that next season for sure.
So you've been listening to an interview with Amy Parsley um, from Austin, Texas. She and her husband, Ross, founded and planted One Chapel Church, where actually I am thrilled to be a member of and, uh, of that community. Amy will be with us for the Exhale um, Day Retreat on April 24th. One Chapel um, is actually hosting the Exhale Gathering this year. We're so excited to partner um, with her, but she will be one of our main speakers. So be sure to um, check out the show notes for how to be a part of that day. Thank you again, Amy, for being with us and for sharing your wisdom, your heart. I know the wisdom is hard one <laughs> and, um, and the fruits are good. So thank you so much for sharing with us today. Thanks so much for listening to the show. We are here for you. You can find me super easy at Holly A. Newton on Instagram and Holly Newton Official on Facebook. I'd love to connect with you and hear how the show is encouraging you. And let's help others find the show so that they can also be encouraged in their purpose and passions. There's a couple of ways you can do that. One by subscribing and another is by rating and reviewing the show wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. And two, you can even screenshot, share in your stories, text it to your friends and family. And be sure to tag me at Holly A. Newton on the socials so we can connect.